It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter. NickAshew.com slash Locked On Redskins. Of course, I'm with 106.7 The Fan and NBC Sports Washington as well. You know, the rain has been an issue for the Redskins enough to rain out even any practices. A problem for them. Just looking at this right off the bat. Uh, we saw this happen Thursday. We're going back a couple days here, but I just haven't had a chance to get to this yet. Uh, can you please get a bubble in Richmond or go somewhere else for training camp? This is getting out of hand. I mean, this is a problem. You shouldn't have any practices rained out because you should be able to go into some sort of indoor facility and be able to practice. They're not doing that right now, and that's a problem. Look, there's a lot of people that think that this Richmond deal may not even continue uh, long term. We'll see. But if it does, you got to get yourself some sort of indoor facility down there for training camp because you're missing valuable time. You're putting yourself in a position as the Redskins where you, you don't have all of that time you have allotted allowed to evaluate all the players, evaluate all the positions, and evaluate all the different things that you want to achieve and, and, and put into this team this year. So I really hope they can figure that out, and I hope it doesn't become a, a continuing trend with them. But, yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's a thing, right? It's a thing, and it's not good. I will say this, though. I am, I am a sucker for those underdog stories, and there are two guys with the Redskins right now that, man, I'm really hoping to make the team. And, and one is probably more of an odds-on favorite than the other. Phil Taylor and Rob Kelly. All right, Phil Taylor, we know, hasn't played football in three years. Former first-round pick, missed two straight seasons because of injuries, was with the Redskins in camp last year, was absolutely, absolutely going to be their nose tackle. Starting nose tackle. Tears his quad, done for the season. That, that story, that situation last year was one of those just... Sad moments where you don't know the guy other than maybe having brief conversations with him if you have, but you just say, oh, I just, you want to see a guy like that make the roster, those comeback stories. I hope to see Phil Taylor make this team. This defensive line is absolutely stacked compared to what it used to be now. We'll get more into that defensive line a little later in this podcast. Uh, Rob Kelly is the other guy. Now, I know Rob Kelly's been on the team for two years. I've been fortunate enough to interview him a few times. Super nice guy, really nice guy. The classic underdog story, right? Never ran for 100 yards even in college. Comes on to the Redskins as an undrafted free agent and ends up becoming something where uh, we know Jay Gruden loves him, right? Jay Gruden has said before, oh, I love Rob Kelly. I love Rob Kelly. He's what he's been famous for saying before in a a much creepier voice probably than I could even do. Uh, But Rob Kelly certainly had an up and down career and he's fighting for a roster spot in this training camp. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, Gruden was asked about the possibility of keeping Kelly Capri Bibbs, uh, Brian Marshall, along with, of course, Darius Geis, who we know is going to make this team, barring some crazy unforeseen circumstances. Uh, but Gruden has absolutely been uh, singing the praises of Rob Kelly, and that's that's a good sign early on. You want you certainly want depth at this position, and he's a guy you could maybe even put at fullback at times. I know we don't really use a fullback much in the NFL anymore, but I know he's lost weight, but he could still go line up in that position on occasion if he need to. He's had an up-and-down career, though, with the Redskins. He's had a good year. He's had a bad year. 2016, he made the team, like I said, undrafted rookie, right? That was when the story really came along, where we just wanted to see him get some carries. 
It was, you know, we're dealing with Matt Jones, who just was struggling. Remember that? Oh, and it just got to the point where you're like, Matt Jones can't play. Matt Jones cannot be the starting running back on this team anymore. And I remember him begging and we're begging, we're begging in 2016. Please put Rob Kelly in. You put Rob Kelly in and say, hey, maybe we got ourselves a running back here. Maybe we got a guy that could be a, a consistent running back for this team. He was team's leading rusher, 704 yards on 168 attempts. That's 4.2 yards a carry, six touchdowns. It's a pretty good year. Then 2017 came around, though, and he was the starter. He had, what, knee injuries, rib, ankle injuries. He only played seven games, 64 carries, 194 yards. Not a lot of carries, uh, not a lot of numbers that you'd expect from the guy. So you don't really know what you're going to get from Rob Kelly. Did he already peak his rookie year? Was that about as good as it could be? I really hope to see this guy make the team. Just to add some depth, he's a good locker room guy, too. We know that on occasion, he can make some strong plays for them. But look, there were also times with him where he just didn't hit the hole fast enough. He didn't make moves going north-south, right? You want your running backs to go north-south a lot of times. He just wasn't elusive enough to be like a Chris Thompson. So there are struggles. There are weaknesses there for him. But he's also been really enthusiastic about being a part of special teams and special team drills. And that may be how he helps make this team. A lot of times that's what it is. You have guys, if you have guys on your roster that are also willing to put themselves in a position where they're on special teams, they're doing the little things, right? It's like in the NBA, you got to have those grit and hustle guys. You got to have those guys that'll go out and take charges, guys that'll dive on the floor for loose balls, guys that'll just go up and play defense and rebound for you. If Rob Kelly can be that guy, he can find a spot on this roster. Oh, and by the way, he also cut his hair, which kind of surprised a lot of people at camp. I think in our offense, it's not a big difference. I think it's just a one-two thing. Uh, and we have a lot of plays where we're not making you block head on or isolating you on a linebacker, so it kind of gives you a chance to like lead sideways with your shoulder or something like that where you want to take big hits. So it's just a one-two thing in our offense. So theoretically then, how many guys in your running back room could be that in that role? I think the guys that can fit the, the structure of running back, I think you probably lean more towards probably me and P. Ryan without build, stuff like that. But, yeah. Uh, what is the importance of special teams as far as I get you specifically in, you know, in kind of the, the non-starters in, in general um, in, as far as making the team, as far as being active on game days? Uh, I think uh, it varies between guys. I think uh, if, if you're not really in that competition of being like a starter, I think special teams is a place you want to be. Uh, even if you're in a competition, I think it's also a, a good backup plan to go out and perform on special teams. What, what have you been working on? What, what uh, teams have you been working on on special teams? Uh, I've been doing a little punt pro, uh, punt block, and uh, kickoff return. Yeah. Important question. What made you cut your hair? I think it was time for a change. I think it was like a bold statement showing that I'm ready to change, rather than just coming and talking about how much I'm going to change and stuff like that. Just a uh, change within. And that was the hair was just like a statement, I guess. One of the players told me they can't call you Fat Rob anymore because you're not fat. I mean, that's their opinion. Uh, I, I came in last year kind of talking about the weight and all that stuff, so I'd rather just come in and play. But I guess other guys notice it and they speak on it, yeah. Have you shed weight? Yeah. How much? Right now I'm down 222. Feeling quicker? Of course. <laughs> so, How much what of that was the hair? Not, not much of it. I weighed my hair. It's probably, like, probably close to a pound. It wasn't that much. So it didn't help me at all. Rob, from 
making your name known your first year, becoming the starter last year, and now competing with all of these running backs, how has this journey continued to develop you as a player and as a person with all these hurdles you've kind of had to overcome to, to keep your spot on this team? I think uh, the hurdles just make me a better player at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, it's something that's going to happen regardless, no matter what you do. I mean, it's the, it's the team's job to keep on getting competition here, to keep on pushing the envelope. So, I mean, it don't make a, it'll make a difference. I'm still going to go out and work hard as I can. All right. so, you, you mentioned change. What is it? What, what are you thinking about in terms of, of personal change? Like, what have you changed in your mindset or, or in your game? I mean, being a, a better teammate, uh, a better family member, a better, better friend, and also just now I'm a father, so that's a big, a big change. So um, I think just taking all the things and taking things serious now and, you know I mean, and, and start worrying about things that actually matter instead of the outside things. Rob, did you ever, uh, last year with the injuries that cropped up, we saw what you did the second half of 2016 when you were the starter most of the time. Were you, were you ever yourself last year? Did you ever feel completely able to do the things that maybe you showed the year before as a rookie? Uh, I think it was something new for me coming in, being a starter, working with the team and stuff. I think I was more just amped on being a starter and going out there and playing, actually just, you know what I mean, taking a second and realizing the opportunity I had at that time. But, uh, I mean, it's too late for that, so it's not it's time to work. Hey, Rob, um, is there a particular matchup that you're looking forward to this upcoming season? I'm looking forward to all of them. I'm hoping I can play all, every game they have. <laughs> Don't repeat from last year. Yep. Did that, back to the injuries, did that have any effect on your offseason uh, prep, or are you pretty well re rehabbed by the time you got to conditioning for this season? Yeah, I think I was, by the time we got to the offseason, I was pretty much done. I was pretty much 100%. I think it was just, all, just getting, getting back to being in shape and getting the weight down and being where the coaches wanted me to be at. And um, I think the, the only difference this offseason was just taking more time and focus on my body and, you know I mean, doing the, the prevention things. If I don't be how I was last year, I guess, yeah. Obviously, it's, it's a competitive running back court, but how much of, of your kind of time and focus is working on the special team stuff and how much is competing with Darius and Samaje to be the number one back? Uh, I don't know. I, I just make sure I go out there and I, I make a few plays to, to catch coaches' eyes and stuff like that and put myself in a great position. I mean, at the end of the day, I can't pick, the, I can't pick who wins and lose the competitions up to the coaches and stuff like that. So control what you can control. <laughs> yes, I mean, if you think there is a competition for the number one job? There's always a competition, if you think it or not. <laughs> what are your expectations as a group with all this competition in terms of what you want to get done, like as a, as a group going into the season? Yards, wins, all that kind of stuff, or rotation and whatnot? Obviously, it's just a win, but at the end of the day, you just want to be better in the run game and, and not so just – uh, if the old line would have did this and the old line take some ownership of, of, of the run game from last year and, and put it on our own back and make a difference on our own. I mean, we can make better reads. We can make people miss more, catch the ball better. So I guess we just put it on ourselves. Yeah. How valuable is being a good pass catcher as a running back in Jay Gruden offense? And then do you think that can be a separating factor? Most definitely. I think it's uh, very, very valuable to be uh, a pass catching back. Uh, it kind of when you not when you can't catch the ball at the backfield, it kind of strains the offense. You can't you know, there's certain things they can do. Uh, then they have to change backs in. So now you're making it whereas Chris come in, we know what they're doing. They're gonna run the ball. They might do a screen. Or Rob Benz probably be run play action. You kind of you close the offense down basically if you can't catch the ball. Thanks, Appreciate y'all. All right, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a former Redskin that had a very short tenure in D.C. that really no fan misses now that he's gone. He had some uh, fighting words to say about the team. I'm Nick Ashew, and this is the Locked On Redskins podcast. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Look, we're all busy at times, right? Like, it's really hard to find time to go to the gym. We hear it all the time. You got vacations in the summer. You've got tons of work, maybe in the wintertime. Whatever that is, you need motivation, and maybe you want a trainer or a group class, but that's time-consuming. It gets really expensive after a while. If you've ever wished that you could have the gym come to you, Nordic Track has a series of training equipment that would give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your homes. You don't have to leave, which is great, because a lot of times we just don't want to leave our house. They got treadmills, exercise bikes incline trainers, strength, whatever you're looking for. They have all of this. You put it in your home. You don't leave. You don't drive. You don't sit in traffic. You don't deal with other sweaty people that don't wipe down the machines. It's perfect. You can even, check this out, join high-energy streamed workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door because we love technology. And again, it's another way that you don't actually have to leave your house and still not be totally lazy. Here's the cool thing, too. You can join these streamed workouts in studios and exotic destinations around the world. Like, they're really creative with this too. Start your day with a run through the streets of Paris. You can end with cross training on the shores of Thailand or work out on an African safari and you don't actually still, again, have to leave your house at all. The workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure that you meet your fitness goals. And we got a special offer for Locked On Redskins listeners. Get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and using the offer code locked on. Again, that's N O R D I C T R A C dot com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on during checkout and save $75 off your purchase with Nordic Track. You are locked on Redskins. All right, so I'm sure you probably remember Terrell Pryor. You don't remember much of what he did on the field because he didn't really do anything on the field for the Redskins. Ran terrible routes, dropped a lot of balls, was at the end of the season just non existent and not part of the team's plans whatsoever. Now, I can remember. So many people were excited about Terrell Pryor being signed as a free agent by the Redskins. I said, and I'm going to toot my horn here. I'm okay with it right now because of the fact that everybody was so hyped that Terrell Pryor was coming here. And I said, hold on, let's pause for a second. Let's keep in mind that Terrell Pryor had one full season as a receiver and he played for the Cleveland Browns. Like people just take the week off when they play the Cleveland Browns. They do. They sit there and they go, ah, you know, we got Cleveland this week. And Terrell Pryor is out there. Yeah, let him catch some balls. It's fine. This will be fun. He used to be a quarterback. Let's see what he can do. Like, nobody goes into Cleveland with any fear. He did this and had 1,000 yards receiving with the Browns. Comes over to the Redskins. Now, granted, a one-year deal wasn't that much of a risk for the Skins. It was a, I don't mind the deal that they signed, but he was terrible. He did nothing. He looked bad in the preseason. And you can throw around and say, well, you know, it's the preseason. Let's not get that worried, right? And then it carried over to the regular season. And then people started to get worried. Oh, no. Oh, Terrell Pryor was a waste of time for the Redskins. Everybody's glad he's gone. And Zach Brown the other day said that the boys are going to have it out for him. We can put hands on him now. A lot of guys really didn't like the fact that he did all those stupid workout videos. Remember all those? He's big into those. Big in all those Instagram workout videos. It's Kind of like the anti-Alex Smith where Alex Smith thinks that stuff's stupid and rightfully so because nobody cares. Do it on the field. Nobody cares what you're doing in shorts and a t-shirt for more than about five seconds. Before then you go, oh, wait, it's shorts and a T-shirt. I've watched flag football before, and there's lots of guys that look cool when they're playing flag football. 
So Terrell Pryor, when asked about practices that are coming up between the Jets and the Redskins, they're going to do that, you know, those joint practices that teams do every single year. He said, quote, if they take dirty shots, we'll handle that accordingly. Really, Terrell Pryor? Maybe you should just shut your mouth and realize that you were terrible. You had absolutely nothing, nothing to offer this Redskins organization while you were here. And there's a very good chance he's going to be the same way with the Jets. Look, there was, what was it, a couple of years ago, remember when the Redskins and Texans had a fight in camp? That was when it was on hard knocks, too. Don't think for a second that this team's not going to go after him if they have to. I mean, apparently Brown said the boys are already hot for what he was doing last year. Uh, try one hit. Try to one-hand something while you're with the Jets. You're going to catch a forearm. So, yeah, look, there's a lot of people on the Redskins that just didn't like the guy either. They just didn't. Now, I know this. I'm not going to say who it is, but a certain Redskins reporter, not me. I'm not a Redskins reporter. But there was a Redskins reporter that asked him during training camp last season with the Redskins, you know, so while you're, as, as you're learning the position of wide receiver, and he cut him off, Terrell Pryor cut this reporter off and said, learning the position. I'm not learning the position of receiver anymore. Yeah, you are, dude. See, that's the type of attitude. You can tell the type of player you're going to get almost right away. When their attitude is, I either know what the hell I'm doing right now, or I got a lot to learn. When a player comes in and says, I still have a lot to learn. I've got a lot of people around me that are going to help make me better. That's the attitude you want. Right? You ever worked with somebody in your office that's been like that? Right? They come in and they think that they know everything. They think that they're the guy that knows absolutely everything that's going on in the office. And if anybody tries to tell them differently, anybody tries to help make them better, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not going to fly. You can't do that. That's Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor's a 23-year-old that comes in to your accounting department and thinks he knows everything, and he actually knows little next to nothing. And he ends up getting fired because his attitude sucks. That was Terrell Pryor. I'll be honest with you. You know what? If he gets laid out in the middle of practice, I'm fine with that. Go ahead. Because this guy was a chump while he was here. He was somebody that produced very little for the Redskins and thought he was way better than what he was. And look, he really is just another example of why these workout videos tell you very little about how a player can actually play. It really is the truth. Like, guys just want to show off and get likes, get views. But far too often, those are the players that care more about social media than the way they actually play on the field. And I'm not trying to sit here and be that old guy that's shaking his fist at the clouds. I'm certainly not old, so that doesn't really qualify. But look, it just gets frustrating every once in a while when you see it. It's another example of why I love Alex Smith's attitude and what he's brought to this team and why Terrell Pryor is thankfully not with the Redskins. All right. Would you be upset if a Redskin held out for a better contract? That's happening all around the NFL, but it's not affecting the Redskins right now. It's a Locked On Redskins podcast. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
The start of the NFL regular season is actually right around the corner. And this season, don't sit around watching the Redskins from home when you could be at FedEx Field and the crowd cheering on in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Redskins listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code Locked On. That's Locked On. New customers only, and this offer is only good through the end of August. So you got to get started right away. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Redskins kick off their home schedule on September 16th against the Colts, and you could be there for all the excitement go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code locked on for 10 percent off your first order the offseason's over the nfl is back and vivid seats wants to help you get to the game you are locked on redskins i mentioned earlier uh, in the podcast man i i really hope phil taylor makes this team i understand he hasn't played now in the nfl in three years but he's just one of those stories you know rob kelly is that underdog story guy that went undrafted Phil Taylor is a guy that, it's a comeback story, right? Former first-round pick, somebody that was supposed to be a star defensive lineman. Injuries derailing his career, comes to the Redskins, thinks he's got a comeback story there, tears his quad, misses law of last season. How can you not root for a guy like that? I understand that this defensive line is completely stacked. They're loaded with talent now. It's young talent. It's talent, I've said before. It needs to develop. But don't you want to see Phil Taylor make this team? Even if he's just out there for a few snaps a game, he's a rotational guy. Just maybe if there's somebody that's going to miss a game, he goes out there and play. Like if Deron Payne misses time this season, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But if it does happen, Phil Taylor could be the guy to at least fill in there. Three straight years, he's missed an entire NFL season. To go in there and be a nose tackle for them, even just for a few plays a game, would just be so great to hear but I will say this, Jay Gruden has so far been really, really impressed with his defense. Defensive line we're excited about, without a doubt. Outside backers, what can you say about Kerrigan, Preston, Petey, and Ryan Anderson and the rest of the group and inside linebackers. So there's, there, we have a good group of players here. Defensive backs, don't want to leave them out. Otherwise, Josh will tweet about me. Uh, <laughs> he's doing good. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to be optimistic about. Now it's just a matter of getting everything put together. So yeah, look, I don't know. There, there may not even be space for him. There's a lot more talent on this defense, especially on the defensive line. And it's funny because this was a defensive line that at one point was a weakness, and now it's become something I think that's a strength for them. I'm a little more worried about the secondary just simply because of the cornerback position. There's a lot of young talent there, but there's a lot of unproven talent there as well. So I, I, we'll see. But Phil Taylor is certainly that guy that I'm absolutely rooting for, and I really hope to see make this roster. Speaking of this Redskins defense... Preston Smith is in the last year of his deal, and that's going to be another name, another player that the Redskins are going to have to decide whether they want to pay, keep around long-term, or look at other options. And that was the first thing he was asked when he talked to the media at camp. Hi, Preston. Um, You're on your last year of your rookie contract. Um, Two things. First, have you talked to the Redskins? Have your agent talked to the Redskins at all about an extension? And second, is that something, you know, pass rushers get paid pretty well in this league. Is that something that's, uh, that is on your mind at all? Uh, you know, it, it crosses my mind at times. Uh, we haven't talked to the Redskins personally. I haven't personally. But, uh, you know, going into the season this year, all I know is I got to play ball and I got to, you know, control what I control. That's my performance on the field. And when the time comes, you know, it, it's going to pay if you play. You know, you play good, they're going to play good. That's all I know. So, you know, I go out there with that mindset every year to go out there and perfect my craft, go out there and play with a lot of energy and show them that I can be, you know, a key asset to this team in the future. 
Preston, uh, you guys have separate coaches for inside linebackers, outside linebackers. How helpful is that to have a, a specialist, to not just have one linebackers coach who's working with all you guys? It's great because we have somebody who keys in on the things we're going to do at practice that day. And uh, we got a lot of emphasis on a lot of technique we need to work on throughout the day. And on, on the plays we're going to run and the footwork and the things it takes, you know, as an outside linebacker, it's kind of hard for an, outside line, an inside linebacker coach to coach, you know, the inside and the outside because they teach them a, a different thing and they teach us something different. And we got a lot of different footwork to do and a lot of steps to take. Uh, but it's a lot better that we have outside linebacker coach um, to work on our, our technique and our to help perfect our craft for uh, practicing the games coming up. G'day, mate. Uh, Alex Smith is moving around a lot more than the Redskins defenders have had to deal with the past couple of years, whether it's bootlegs or RPO or scrambles. What is it like trying to contain Alex Smith? Uh, it, it's pretty It's pretty tough. You know, Alex Smith is a great quarterback. He's mobile. He can throw in the pocket and he can hurt you with his feet. But it's great we get this in practice because we'll see a lot of quarterbacks down the road. And going to get some in practice, uh, it will prepare us for the future. And now we know how to contain, and, you know, in the future we'll learn how to contain Alex and a lot of quarterbacks similar to his, his playing style. Preston, I noticed out there you got paired with Ryan Anderson on the outside linebacker. What has he done to get himself ready for his second year? And how have you seen him help you get that pressure on the quarterback uh, inside or outside? Uh, Ryan is a great kid. He, uh, he, he always studies film. He, he's aware of his assignment. He knows what to do when he touches the field. Uh, him playing with a lot of confidence here is going to help this defense a lot. Um, he can be used in multiple ways. He can drop in coverage and he can rush. He can play the run very well. And, you know, a lot of, he, got a, he has a lot of tools to be a key asset to this defense. You, last couple of years, this organization has been doing a lot to try to build up the interior defensive line. How does having, you know, a quality interior line help you out in your pass rushing on the outside? It's also it's always great to have a good interior line. We got guys who can stop the run. Also, in a passing game, they can push the pocket and keep the quarterback from having a comfortable pocket in front of his face uh, or stepping up to throw um, passes comfortably. Uh, John Allen, you know, Matt Ayan, Ziggy Hood, Stacey McGee, and Deron Payne, and a lot of other guys, Anthony Lanier. We got a lot of guys who can push the pocket in front of the quarterback to keep him from being comfortable. You were matched up with Chris Thompson a couple times on team drills. How does he look out there? And obviously a very a popular teammate, but how nice is it to see him kind of getting back to, to more normal Chris Thompson after that surgery? That's great because uh, Chris Thompson is a key asset to our offense. He's a great back. He, he brings a lot of different tools to the offense. Uh, he can be used in multiple ways. And get, seeing him out there practicing is a great thing for Chris because, you know, I, I love him his spirit. He's a great teammate and a great guy, and I always want to see him on the field. Preston, when you look over your career, what are the some of the significant differences you see in yourself as a player from your rookie year to now? Uh, you know, I'm mature. You know, I'm, I'm more aware of the game than I was when I walked into the NFL. Uh, my technique is a whole lot better. Um, everything's a whole lot better from when I first walked into the NFL. You know, I'm more aware of my technique, and of course, and, you know, more film, and I'm more knowledgeable of the game and what's going on around me. How different, are you talking earlier about the difference between inside, outside, and the coaching differences there. How different is it for you, hand in the dirt versus standing up on the outside? Obviously, you played down in nickel. Uh, it's pretty much the same to me. You know, you, st you see a lot more standing up. Um, hand in the dirt, you probably have a better get off, but I feel like you can, you know, still do great at both of them. You can I've had great rushes standing up and I have great rushes down. Uh, I feel like it's still, you know, I've worked on standing up, rushing a lot more you know, over the years, and I feel like I'm getting just as equal as I would be with my hand in the dirt. So Earl Thomas is holding out.
just like a lot of players do this time of year. It's not like he's the only one holding out, but he's been the one that's really been the most vocal. He wrote in the Players' Tribune, he deserves to be paid accordingly as the only Legion of Boom mainstay to still be on the team. You know, he's said that his whole pay me or trade me stance that's been all over social media is simply because of the fact that, you look, the last time he said, the last contract I signed with Seattle, I did it with the Legion of Boom in mind. I think our unit will be remembered as one of the greatest in history, which I don't disagree with. And I wanted the team to be able to keep us together. But one by one, pretty much all those guys have left. And a lot of the time, not on great terms. Look, his whole point is he says that he loves Seattle, but he watched what happened with Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, career-altering injuries. And he understands that what the NFL is in terms of one hit, one play can totally alter the trajectory of your career. I don't have a problem with this. And it really is funny that we have this constant venom towards players when they hold out and say, oh, well, you signed this contract and you were already there. And, and now look at what happened. Now you want something new. Now you want more money. Well, yeah, these teams can also cut these players and they don't have all of their contracts even guaranteed. It doesn't mean that he's going to get a raise. It doesn't mean that he's going to get more money. He's more likely to be traded. And a lot of people think that Earl Thomas is going to end up in Dallas anyway. But look, if a Redskin was going to do the same thing, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And if you talk to any player, players don't have a problem with this either. Players will look at a, another teammate, a, a guy on another team, it doesn't matter, trying to get as much money as they can get, and they support it. They don't see it as selfish because they know they could be in that same position, and it also sets a precedent for them to try and help them get paid more. And, and look, football's a physical game. We're seeing it. They can change all the helmet rules they want, all the tackling rules they want. It doesn't matter. There's still a chance that one play can completely alter your career. So I don't have a problem with especially NFL players trying to get as much money as they can in the shortest amount of time that they can because their career could end very quickly. And NFL teams are willing to throw them away. I've always said this about athletes. I, they are, they're appliances, right? When your fridge starts to get older, starts to make noises, your microwave's not working the same way anymore, what do you do? You throw it out and you get something new and shiny and, and fresh. It's the same thing in the NFL. You start to get a little old, a little expensive. Teams say, all right, you're out. I don't think Seattle's going to pay him. They don't have that track record of paying guys when they hold out. We saw it with Cam Chancellor. We saw Richard Sherman, guys that wanted more money that they ended up not getting. And if Earl Thomas ends up in Dallas, that's certainly an advantage for Dallas, and it doesn't help the Redskins at all. But I know this. I wouldn't blame a single Redskin for doing the same thing. DJ Swearinger wants to do it. I'm okay with it. Ryan Kerrigan wants to hold out for more money. Fine. It doesn't matter. In the end, if it's in training camp this early especially, there's going to be plenty of time for these players to catch up. And a guy that's a veteran that's been around the team for a few years, been a part of the system for a few years, he just needs to stay in shape. And as long as he's staying in shape, but working on the business side of it, you can't get angry at a player for doing that, especially when billionaire owners are the ones that are also withholding a lot of the money from these players that put their body on the line and that are willing to completely destroy their bodies to play the game. Now, I get it. They know what they signed up for, and you hear that all the time. Oh, they know what they signed up for. Okay. But they also know that there's an opportunity to make their lives better, and I just I can't hold that back from a player if you put yourself in that position. All right. Don't forget, if you have not subscribed to the Locked on Redskins podcast yet, make sure you do. You can get with me on Twitter, at Nick Ashew. Get all over the social media spots if you want. I think it's at Nick Ashew on Instagram and Ashew on Snapchat. I'm more into the Instagram stories now, though. Snapchat's kind of getting old for me. I don't know. That's just how I feel. But I'm on all that stuff if you want. NickAshew.com slash LockedOnRedskins. Of course, there's plenty of other stuff at NickAshew.com as well. Check me out at 1067 The Fan. 
NBC Sports Washington. We'll be back on Tuesday. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are locked on Redskins. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.